special time planned next Sunday. We're going to have an amazing time. Every, every mum, every grandma, every auntie, uh, we've got some uh, special gifts to give out to everybody as well. So we're going to have a real blast. So please invite your mums, uh, invite your friends to come. Let's fill this place. Let's pack the place out tomorrow as we celebrate our mums. Not for tomorrow, but for next Sunday, the 12th. That would be great. Hey, well, welcome to church, everybody. If, if I have the, have the privilege of meeting you right now, my name is Daryl, and, and with my wife, Denise, down here, we're the, uh, the lead pastors here at Pukekohe. We are so excited to have you with us today. We are in for a, a great, great morning this morning. Uh, I, I love the fact that here at Elam Christian Centre, we exist to be a centre of hope to reach, serve, and influence our community for God. And, and I love it that we are that church that will help everybody to do everything we can to help people to, to know God. Because that's where it all starts to, to know him and his calling and his purpose for your life and, and, and to find freedom because here's the thing, we all have the history in our world and, and we have some uh, great groups and small groups here that will, will can help people find freedom from this stuff uh, that we carry because God is a God of freedom, I believe. Uh, I love it that, that God has placed things inside of your heart and, and in your life and, and skills and talents and abilities. That, and and we've got a, we would love to help you to discover your purpose because you know what it's like? It's like when you discover what God has placed in your heart, that is like life starts to get really exciting when we're living for him. And all, all to, for the purpose of making a difference in our world and in our communities. One of the things I love about, about our church, and we are one church in six locations that meet all over the area here, and, uh, but that we are even in little Pukekohe here, we can influence our communities around the world, like in Sri Lanka. Uh, and we all know that there's a lot of prayer needs for Sri Lanka at the moment with some of the stuff that's gone on over there over the last weeks. But we have an opportunity uh, to invest into some churches and some training institutions to see them make a difference in their community uh, over there in Sri Lanka. It's so exciting to be alive today, I reckon. Come on, we better pray right now. Father, Lord, we just praise you for your goodness today, Lord God. And, and Lord, right now, we just uh, commit our communities in, in Sri Lanka to you right now, Father. Those, those churches that have been affected by uh, such a terrible act, oh God. Lord, we pray right now for your strength and for your wisdom, Father God, for your protection uh, upon those, these communities, Lord, I pray. And, and Lord, today, as we look at uh, good old New Zealand, Lord God, Father, we declare, God, will you defend New Zealand, Father God, with some of the, the issues and things that we are facing, God, Lord, let righteousness uh, reign in our country, in our city, I pray. I pray you give us amazing wisdom, oh God, to love people the best we can, Father, I pray. Lord, and to be your witnesses here in this place. So Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, can everybody give me a big amen this morning? So, so good. And I've, I've been really blessed in the last couple of months. And, and that, 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 that I've got a, got a car, and it's got this thing called an eye stop on it. Uh, and what an eye stop uh, is, it's a really cool little feature, and, and you can be uh, driving along, and you know when you come up to an intersection or you have to stop, for up here we stop lots at traffic lights and, and, and traffic in general, especially if you're a motorway person, and, and what you can do uh, is with this feature is that you can come up to an intersection and you can put your foot on the brake and push it a little bit further and the motor stops, just like that. You, you, just, you come up to a normal stop and you can push it a little bit further and the, and the engine stops and you think for a start, like, what's going on here? But what it really is is a function to help us to wait. 
It's a waiting function because uh, the, the good parts about it is, is that you know, it just lessens your carbon footprint. You maybe less, uh, use a little bit of, uh, less of petrol and, and the emissions and stuff is, is less because, you know, let's face it, if you're an Auckland person or if you have to drive into the city every day, we spend a lot of time waiting. We spend a lot of time waiting everywhere. And so this is a great thing. It's like it's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of good for my soul because when you come up into the traffic and you can just push your foot a little bit further and it stops and it's like, okay, there's a purpose in why I'm waiting here for. While I am waiting, my engine has stopped running. I'm, I'm, I'm helping the environment out here because I'm waiting today. And it's an amazing feature that, I, that I've just really I loved and enjoyed. But, but here's the thing. Uh, we're going to have a conversation today about what it is to wait. And I know that there's lots of people in this room, and we love waiting, right? We, we, spend, we, we get lots of practice at it by going to pack and save. We wait at pack and save. We go to the doctors, and we, they have a, thing, a room called a waiting room. It's designed especially for us. <laughs> a waiting room. We can go everywhere. We get in the motorway. We wait. We go all sorts of places. you know. And then, then, then there's those people. There's those people. Now, I don't want you to look around or point. But there's those people where we seem to be waiting on them all the time. Like if you're a dad and you've got daughters, we wait. <laughs> they say two minutes, it's more like 25. I've just got to do my makeup, I've just got to brush my teeth, I've got to do my hair, and the whole day is gone while we just wait for them to come to hop into the car. Waiting. <laughs> See, the reality is for you and for me, there's all sorts of areas in life where we are waiting. And our, our patience is tested because here's the thing, we don't like to be told to be patient. But I, but I want us to unpack this whole topic of waiting today because there, there is and can be purpose in our waiting. The journey of waiting for, for God to come through because there is a, the best is yet to come. There is a breakthrough coming. We believe it. But what do we do while we're waiting for that season, for that time to come? Because I, I think you're just like me. You're just like me. And there is uncontrollable situations that we face all the time. Uh, that we can't do anything about and we just have to wait. Uh, there's people who won't change. No matter how much you talk to them, maybe friends or family, because people resist change. People don't like change. And, and we are left there sometimes just waiting. And, and then there's the situations uh, that we just can't explain. There's situations where you can't explain, why is this happening? God, what are you doing in this situation? Why am I left by myself? Why, why have I got my bank balance like that? Why am I, I sick? And there's situations that are just unexplainable that we are forced and left to wait. It's amazing that this year, uh, Denise and I have been married 25 years this year, uh, which is really, really exciting. Uh, I was three years old when we got married, and Denise was like four, five, yeah. Uh, but in a couple of weeks, uh, I always promised him, he said, I'd take, a, take away on holiday for a couple of weeks to celebrate our 25th anniversary. But, but before I met Denise, she was just waiting. She was waiting for Mr. Maybe you're here, you're waiting for Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright, or, or the man of your, person of your dreams to come along. Well, Denise was like, she was waiting. And she was waiting, and she was waiting, and she kept waiting, and she was waiting for the man of her dreams. 
There's real purpose in when we wait. <laughs> Dreams do come true. <laughs> but here's the thing. Patience is, is not just our ability to act. Well, patience is not all about our ability to wait. But it's actually about how we act. What we do while we're waiting is the key thing. And, and this morning, we're going to dig into the book of James, and, and hopefully you've got some message notes in front of you there. We've got all our scriptures and some points down there that you can follow along, and you can fill in some gaps. But, but there's a book in the Bible called James, and, and he give us, gives us some incredible wisdom on what to do while we are waiting. Uh, because I, I think he wrote it for us because we do a lot of waiting in our world today and we just don't like to wait. So, so let's read this morning from James chapter 5, verse 7. Uh, it says this, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, uh, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. My brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, uh, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Verse 12. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you will be condemned. Uh, see, James paints an incredible picture of some, some almost like some do's or don'ts or some helpful tips for us uh, that can really benefit us in our lives today. And, and the first thing is that, uh, that we pick out of this is while we are waiting, we need to understand that God is in control. He is in control. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. And three times in this passage, as you get into it and read it, have a look at it during the week, three times James talks about how the Lord's coming is near, that Jesus is coming back. It's the ultimate proof that God is in control because nothing can stop his return. In fact, there's more, James talks more about it and the Word of God talks more about his second coming than it does his first. And I want you to know that, that God is in control. With whatever you're facing right now, the situation you're in, there is no situation that is out of his control. God is in control. You, you just take a look at the news or on social media and everything that's going on around in the world and you can look at it and, and, and get fearful or, or scared or wondering what is going on. Like above all else, why we're in this period of time and why we're living in this world is to understand and have this confidence to know that God is still in control. See, while we're waiting, the next thing is this, is while we're waiting, we need to understand that God rewards patience. He actually rewards patience. In verse 11, it says, As you know, we consider it blessed, those who have persevered. See, it pays to be patient. Uh, scripture talks about this man called Job, who was, a, who was a wealthy man and had a terrible situation where he lost everything, even down to to his health and his family, his possessions. But as he, was, as he was persistent, as he was patient through everything that went on there, he was more blessed in the latter part of his life than he was in his former, previous 
early stages of life. It pays to be patient. It helps us with our character, right? Like while we're waiting in traffic. You can say this week, as you're stuck there for three hours on the motorway, God, thank you for teaching me patience. I survived. You can all do that this week. Patience is a great thing. It helps grow our character. It helps us to get along with people as well and to help us reach our goals. But here's the thing. Not just this side of eternity. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. In your notes here, it says, Blessed are, are you when people insult you. Yay. That's pretty good. Blessed are those when people insult you, when they persecute you, when they falsely say all kinds of evil about you. But when they say all kinds of evil because of me, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. There is a reward for us being patient, learning how to be patient. The next thing is this, while we're waiting, we need to understand that God is working things out. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard to see what God is doing. Sometimes we have a mindset of because things are going wrong or it's hard that, that God, you've left us, you've forsaken us, that you've turned away from us. But we can't see that he is working behind the scenes. And, and I want us to walk out of this place today knowing and understanding that no matter what we're facing, no matter where we're going, that there's a waiting period that he's asking us to be patient because he is in control. There is a reward that's waiting for us and he is working things out. See, I believe he's saying to some here for your dreams and your desires and the things that you're looking for, you're waiting for right now. And he's saying just be patient because he is working things out. Don't give up. Don't turn away. Don't walk away. Your hands may be tied right now, but he is working things out behind the scenes. Philippians 2 verse 13 says, God is at work where? Within you. God is at work. Maybe you can't see it. But he is. So here's the question. Here's the question that I've got for everyone this morning. Is so what, are, what am I supposed to do while I'm waiting on God? What are we supposed to do? The first thing is this. While we're waiting, is to use the time to prepare. Use the time to prepare. See, when a farmer plants seed in the ground and he's waiting for that seed to, to grow and to become a harvest, he doesn't leave the farm and go into town and sit at the C3 cafe down in King Street and just sip on lattes and caramel Sundays all day. He doesn't go inside and watch TV all day like Coronation Street. The farmer is preparing for what is about to come. He's planted the seed. He goes and gets his barns ready. He makes sure they're clean. He, he keeps an eye on the field and the seed to make sure that they're watered and they're cared for. He doesn't just plant and then just walk away. While he's waiting, he's preparing for what he's about to receive. And here's the thing is, is that our waiting time, your waiting time is actually a time of preparation. Now, it was really fitting today that if you're a parent here and, and you've had, uh, through this child dedication this morning, uh, if you, if, when your children are little, and probably every parent has probably done this at some time, because when your child is one years old and they're in nappies, you, there's this time when you let them run around the house with no nappy on, right? Because that's a good thing to do, mainly in the summer. Uh, and, and, but what inevitably happens is something happens and something is left on your floor 
It's just a given. It's going to happen. You're going to get a little surprise left behind this little child because you decided to not be prepared and put the nappy on them. You do it once or twice, and then after that, you will be highly prepared every single time afterwards. Because here's the thing. You know it's actually coming. And so best we prepare for what is about to come. See, the key to prepare for an answer in advance is to demonstrate our preparation, our expectation by our preparation. Psalm 130 says this, I wait expectantly, trusting God for help, for he has promised. What are you waiting for from God right now? If you were to write something on your notes right now, what, what would you write down that you are waiting for God right now? Are you waiting for, for a healing in your body? or Are you waiting for a, a restoration in, in a relationship? For something to just get better? Are you waiting for, for, for that job to come, maybe that, that pay rise or, or that finance to, to help out because it's going to take all this pressure off you? What are you waiting for? And do you really expect him to do that for you? Maybe there's, uh, there's parents here or families or grandparents and you're waiting for, for your children to come back to the Lord. You're waiting for, for children that have, have maybe walked away from, from you and from situations and you're just waiting. You're, you're waiting. You're praying, God, will, will you turn their hearts, hearts back to you? What are you waiting for this morning? Because the Bible says it's according to your faith that it will be done unto you. See, honestly, ask yourself this question. How am I, what am I doing to get ready for it? How are you preparing in this waiting period? How are you, how are you preparing for the answer that is coming? Uh, see, the way you get ready for something is to prepare for it in advance. While you're waiting, you're preparing because preparation, you're preparing, demonstrates your expectation. Maybe if you're here for the first time, we, we, uh, we've got a, a new building coming on board in the next few weeks, but we are waiting. I am waiting for council, and I'm waiting for builders, and, and it feels like we're waiting. And the thing is that we could just camp right here because this is quite nice. We could stay here because we've got nice coffee out there, and, and we've got nice lights, and there's heaters in here, and we could just camp here because, because while we're waiting, we could just stay here. But, but here's the thing. We're preparing because we're expecting God to send hundreds and maybe thousands of people more that he wants to be influenced by the gospel and the good message of, of hope and in Jesus Christ. And, and so we have to keep pushing through. We may be in a waiting period, but this is preparing us for what he's going to do and what he's going to send us and give us. We have to keep waiting and believing and expecting that God is going to do something. We are preparing for what he's going to do for us in this city. See, preparation is, is, is an incredible thing. We can either sit on our hands, we can stop, and we can do nothing, or we can prepare for the breakthrough for what God is going to do. I pray that for you and you, what you're facing today, that you use this waiting time as a preparation for what God's going to do, that you're expecting God to break through, that you're expecting Him to answer in your situation. The second thing is this. While I'm waiting on God, I need to wait quietly. Oh, this is getting tough now. To wait quietly. See, have you ever noticed that we have a tendency that when we're up, upset, when we're irritated, when we're tense, when things aren't going our way, that we like to talk? 
that we like to gossip, that we get a bit upset and we say crazy things or we say not so nice things. And, and, and James gives us some, a couple of warnings here and, and he's saying, hey, don't do it. Don't do it because you will regret it. It's first thing he says, don't grumble. Ooh, we, we, we like to grumble when things aren't. We like to tell people when things aren't going right, when we're waiting and it's not happening. It, it's easy to, to get frustrated, and, but to be quiet is really difficult because we, we have this tendency to, to like to moan and to whine and to complain. And, and James has really given us a picture. Hey, bring it back here. Let, let's not do that. Let's do this thing right and let's not grumble. The second thing that James says is to not swear. Ooh. Above all else, my brothers, do not swear. See, does waiting ever tempt you to swear? And, and I'm not just saying just about banned language here, but, uh, but, but swear upon, like make a, a, an oath or a commitment on something. If this is done, I, I, I swear by, uh, James is talking about by, on heaven and earth, not to swear on those things, but to only be totally committed and with God. I, I know when things are, things are uptight and when we're, we're angry, see, we, we tend to take it out on the people who are closest to us as well. We tend to take it out on our husbands or our wives or our, or our children, those who are close to us. And, and James just really uh, talks to us about shifting the focus of, of that anger or our frustration and, and not, to, not to deliver it or to put it upon those who are closest to us or to the most that we love. He's trying to say to us really simply, just don't do it. Don't grumble. Don't swear. Because Habakkuk 2, chapter 3 is an incredible promise for us. And, and it says this, These things won't happen right away, but slowly and steadily and surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient, because they will not be overdue one single day. See, what's your dream? What's your, your goal in life? What's the vision God's placed in your heart? Because God would say to you this morning that it's right on target. It's at the right time and in the right way. Ben, do you want to come up right now? That would be awesome. Third and final thing is this is why we're waiting on God. I need to understand who God really is. Psalm 46 verse 10 has really been speaking to me this week and the last couple of weeks. And, it, and it's one maybe, if you're a church person, been around for a while, you, you know this. And all it says is this, is be still and know that I am God. It's saying two things. Be still. Sometimes we struggle to just be still because sometimes that means we have to take our hands off something. But God's saying, be still. And the second thing he's saying, and know that I am God. Who do you know God to be? The God that I serve, that I know, is a, an incredible provider. He's a loving Father. He's the, the King of the universe. He's the creator of the, of the heavens and the earth. He created you and me. He has incredible plans and purposes for each one. He, he's the great physician. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. The God I know is far more then sometimes they can comprehend. But in the scripture, he's saying, be still and know that I am God. 
what would happen for you, your situations this week, the things that you were facing, if uh, rather than taking it into your own hands and doing it your way, uh, it was what would happen if you were to be still and wholly trust in who God really is? In sickness, he says he's a healer. If we are lost, he said uh, he's the great shepherd or the good shepherd who goes and finds the one that is lost. The God that I know is far more, it's easier to be still, it's easier to, to wait when we understand and know who God really is. And, and this past week for me personally, I've discovered that, that I, sometimes I just need to zip my mouth a whole lot more and just listen a whole lot more. Because I've started getting sick of listening to my own voice as well. And I've found that as I've tried to find this quiet place, this place of being still and saying, God, I got no idea. God, if you don't do something here, I am sunk. God, if you don't make a way here, I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. But, but as I've been still, as I'm saying, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. I place it in your hands. You're just calling me to be still and to listen to what you're saying. Because when we can do that, I know that he will download you incredible wisdom and insight to what you are facing this afternoon for the provision or the needs that you are needing, uh, that when you come to that place of saying, God, I know who you really are, and I decide today to trust fully in who you are. Now, here's the thing. You discover that, you find that by reading His Word. It's the Word of God. It's not a comic book or Hollywood series. It's it's not the how do I do this kind of book that you can get from the library or find online. Where you discover where who God really is is in His Word because it is living and breathing and active. And it will paint a great picture for you that will, I believe, transform your life when you discover who He really is and what He wants to do in your situation. Because let's remember that God is in control. It may be out of control for you, but He is always in control. Come on, right now, I just want to invite everybody. Why don't you just take this moment right here as we come to a close in the next couple of minutes. Can I invite you just to, just to close your eyes and just say, let's, let's, why don't you ask God right now? God, I'm in a waiting period. I'm, I'm just seem to be waiting right here, right now. God, I, 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 I want to see your hand. Lord, I, I know that you are in control. Let him download to your heart right now. Speak words of wisdom for, for people who are carrying that pressure and that stress right now. Maybe just silently in your heart. Why don't, why don't you say that right now? God, I, I give you this situation. Lord, I'm going to be still. I'm going to find that quiet place as I face this thing tomorrow because I'm confident in who you are today. There's an incredible story in the Bible about 
how there was a son and, and he decided to, to leave his father's house and to go and do it his own way. And, and he took some of what the father had for him and he, he decided, no, I'm going to take it. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm sensing like there's maybe there's people here and you're, you're trying it your own way. You're trying to do it the, the way that you think is best and, and it just doesn't seem to be working. Can I say today that, that God wants to empower you and inspire you with words of wisdom that will really help that you will see breakthrough come in your situation. Maybe you're here this morning too and uh, you don't know the Lord as your, as your Savior. And this morning, can I, can I say, I'm gonna quickly uh, pray right now. And if that's you, maybe you've walked away, you've come back today. It's really simple. You, why don't you pray this after me? Pray this, pray, dear Jesus. Lord, I come to you today. Lord, I'm sorry for all of the things, the stuff I've done. But Lord, today I surrender my life to you. Lord, I wanna be where you are. So Father, right now, I open the door of my heart and I ask that you would come in and fill me today. Make me brand new. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Church, can we make give a big round of applause for every person that prayed that prayer today? That's so good. Hallelujah. That's so good. And, and if you did pray that prayer, if you prayed that prayer for all those people, this is what I want you to do today. And we've got an amazing pack, and this is the balls in your court here. And we have a, a really great pack. I've got a Bible for you out in our foyer at our information desk. And, and so after the service, what I'd like you to do, if you prayed that prayer, maybe coming back to the Lord or for the very first time, is to pop into our information desk. I've got a connect card and a Bible there for you that, and some information uh, for you. We would love to support you in your journey. So, so you can go out there after this. That would be just fantastic. Come on, why don't we sing right now? Why don't we sing right now? Come on, let's want me be upstanding. Lord, we're going to give you some praise. We're going to give you some glory, give some honor in Jesus' mighty name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Breakthrough is coming. Hallelujah, Lord.